when this world creates so many things, much like this podcast, fill in the blank, that still doesn't have an intro, but when the world creates so many things and we look at all the creative aspects of what people can do, and first of all, the ridiculous as far as people can go and then take something, what comes to your mind when I say Pastafarianism? The only thing that I can think of is um, pirates, volcanoes, and not giving a fuck. See, a normal person would say the answer of pasta, mixed with like a type of Rastafarianism. An ignorant person who's not educated in the fine art of Pastafarianism. Well, Pastafarianism <laughs> is an actual religion where they worship a basically flying spaghetti monster. Yeah, the flying <laughs> spaghetti monster. So the flying spaghetti monster, FSM, is the deity of the church of the flying spaghetti monster, or Pastafarianism. Pastafarianism is a combination of pasta and Rastafarianism. See, I was right on that note. Mm -hmm. It's a social movement that promotes a lighthearted view of religion and opposes the teaching of intelligent design and creationism in public schools. Yeah, I I remember now that this is the only thing that I can, that I can recall of like actual history of the of the religion, is that some guy was in class and he his teacher, um, refused to teach evolution to them, because of his religious beliefs, and then he wrote a paper on Pastafarianism after that, like just completely making fun of religions, and then it took off because he put it on the internet. That's that's pretty much like the whole background of it that I know. The fact that you can like I was before even doing research on this, and I even knew already what that like they worship a giant spaghetti monster. I was like, mm. all right, well this is just some stupid bullshit. I'm not even going to spend the time going down the rabbit hole. Next thing I know, it's two in the morning. I'm researching all this stuff about this thing. I'm like, this actually has a good meaning to it. It's yeah. literally. It, it's a, it's opposing the teaching of intelligent design and creationism in public schools. I'm like. Now, is that someone looking at, like, someone, like, like, like someone just flicking a paintbrush at a canvas, and then it's a little splotch, and then they're seeing, I see the true art in that, oh, the artist's emotion. <laughs> it's like, dude, that guy did not give a shit. Like, mm -hmm. But it's like, anybody can take that. It's really how you run with things, how you, yeah, yeah. How you perceive something, and, and the fact that you can go so deep to think that a spaghetti monster is, you know, like, it's making the aspect of religion kind of like seeing it in a, a ridiculous light in a way but it's not like it, they're making fun of religion it's more like pointing out its flaw that we're believing in something that might well doesn't have any evidence of existing but the beautiful aspect i guess of people's beliefs in his case it was the fact that religion was inhibiting his education because he was already informed beforehand about evolution and then the school board wants to please everyone instead of actually teaching people, so they decided to go with, oh, well, we'll only teach crea creationism so that way it's not controversial. You know, evolution's controversial, apparently. So, um, science is controversial, so we can't be teaching that here, you know. Well, and that's why he got pissed and wrote a paper about it. To explain more about the creation of uh, the Flying Spaghetti Monster... The Flying Spaghetti Monster was first described in a satirical open letter written by Bobby Henderson in 2005 to protest the Kansas State Board of Education decision to permit teaching intelligent design 
as an alternative to evolution in public school science classes. In the letter, Henderson demanded equal time in science classrooms for flying spaghetti monsterism alongside intelligent design and evolution. After Henderson published a letter on his website, the flying spaghetti monster rapidly became an internet phenomenon and a symbol of opposition to the teaching of intelligent design in public schools. The central belief of this religion is that an undetectable flying spaghetti monster created the universe and pirates are revered as the original Pastafarians, mm -hmm. being able to save the world and stop global warming. <laughs> because of its popularity and exposure, the flying spaghetti monster is often used as a contemporary version of Russell's teapot, which is an argument that a philosophical burden of proof of lies upon those who make unfalsable claims, not on those who reject them. Pastafarianism has received praise from the scientific community and criticism from proponents of intelligent design. Yeah, see, like, the whole thing was pretty much the episode of South Park where they were pro, like, the town was like, oh, football's too unsafe, and then Randy goes out and makes Sarcastaball in approach, like, oh, yeah, football shouldn't have tackling, you know, because he was, he was pretty much saying, like, well, if the school is teaching creationism, we should learn about my religion, Pastafarianism, and then people were like, yeah, yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah, <laughs> and, and just fucking shot like that. I think you know? what <laughs> like happened people was are ridiculous. We, I think what happened was we took winning and losing out of a sport and gave everyone a freaking trophy. And next thing you know, everyone's like, "I can do this. They can do that." Like mm -hmm. it's it's everybody trying to create their own someone, movement. Here. Someone probably said sarcastically at like a parent meeting, like so, someone's mom was complaining about, "Oh, well, my kid didn't win." You know, blah, blah, blah. And then some dad in the audience was probably like, oh, yeah, well, I guess all kids should get a trophy. And then someone was like, yeah, you know what? Maybe they should all get a trophy. <laughs> it's all, it's sarcasm and it's fine. It's like well, to the point where people don't even get it. Like, <laughs> you're reading this and you're like, oh, my God, like this is obviously a joke. Like this is bullshit. And then you start going deep down and further into it. And Bobby Henderson is an Oregon State University physics graduate. So yeah. it's not like some kid sitting in his basement writing something down. He's an actual graduate of like a a, a well known like college, mm -hmm. and it he, when he sent this open letter regarding the flying spaghetti monster to Kansas State Board of Education, Henderson satirized creationism by professing his belief that whenever a scientist carbon dates an object, a supernatural creator that closely resembles spaghetti with meatballs is there, changing the results with his noodly appendage. <laughs> Henderson argued that his beliefs were just as valid as intelligent design and called for equal time in science classrooms alongside intelligent design and evolution. The letter was sent prior to the Kansas evolution hearings as an argument against the teachings of intelligent design in biology classes. So one kid, jokingly, sent a letter that is obviously like something a little three-year-old yeah. would draw when they asked them to draw their dream or a scary monster or something. Mm -hmm. And it's been taken so far just because from some person saw the actual aspect of it being a, the smartest movement in history, mm -hmm. basically. I mean, it was very intelligent of him to do so. And I mean, the dude's no dummy. He's monetizing the whole thing. Like, if you want to go, you can go online to their website and buy a ministry license for, like, 20 bucks. 
Well, it's just like it. with one of my favorite movies, The Big Lebowski, which I will have a fill in the blank on eventually. Mm-hmm. Um, it inspired Dudaism, which is like yeah. that whole religion of following the aspects of the dude where you just abide by life. That's a little bit more like because there's a movie on it. Now, do we need a Pastafarian movie to get a part of this movement? Because I'm honestly ready to sign up for Pastafarianism and join what I was shocked to find out millions of others. Yeah, that dude, that's what I'm saying. There's a senator who won't go to a single meeting without his, without his um, spaghetti strainer on his head. You're because, giving away the secrets before I get to them, Chris. Dude, I'm telling you, I, you're bringing up my old memories when I was in high school looking this stuff up, man. I was like, yo, this shit's so cool. He's anti-establishment as fuck, you know? You're like, it's hard you gotta... to establish if the kid was just like, either dude, not enough sleep or he was on crack and was no. like, oh, this is what happens when you ask I believe, you, you mentioned that he went to school, from to like a prestigious school he graduated. I believe full-fledged that he was making a satirical religion and the entire thing was supposed to be sarcastic and made fun of and because of that people who understand that want to join it because it's like who the fuck cares we're gonna all die and become pirates like there's a big volcano in the sky that we're all gonna fight on you know (laughs) now that we're this is them now this leads to a whole nother it leads to the whole aspect of russell's teapot which is, you know, categorizing that, you know, it, without a certain, like, evidence of anything, anything can be proven that yeah, it's a yeah. religion. Well, it also inspired another religion that we'll have to do another fill-in-the-blank called, called the Invisible Pink Unicorn. That's right. It's a goddess of parody religion used to satirize theistic beliefs, taking the form of a unicorn that is paradoxically both invisible and pink. I rather worship the spaghetti monster, but yeah, the pink unicorn just sounds like something that someone wanted to spin off because they wanted to feel special. But I haven't looked into it yet, so I mean, I could be completely wrong. Well, when Henderson sent this letter describing himself as a concerned citizen representing more than ten million others, argued that intelligent design and his belief that the universe was created by a flying spaghetti monster was equally valid. In his letter, he noted, "I think we can all look forward to the time when these." These three theories are given equal time in our science classrooms across the country and eventually the world. One-third time for intelligent design, one-third time for flying spaghetti monsterism, and one-third time for logical conjecture based on overwhelming observable evidence. See, that's what I'm saying. He's going for for that whole, well, if you're going to teach Christianity in the classroom, why aren't you teaching every other religion under the sun, which is eventually going to make it so that way schools have to separate church and state? I mean, we uh, follow science. So there's people that follow Scientology. So yeah, no, I, exactly. I consider that to be complete bullshit. No, I, I, I consider Pastafarianism more we, religion we would than have Scientology. To, in order to to fulfill what his goal is, there, it's either a get rid of Christianity from schools, right? Get rid of that, or have a mandatory religions class where it teaches all religions, but then you're going to have to look up Pastafarianism. You're going to have to figure out what the, the flying pig unicorn is. You know, like you got to figure all those things out to teach them properly. It's going to waste a lot of school resources. Well, so. with the aspect of Russell's teapot, where we're talking about falsifying claims for religion or creating falsifying evidence, basically, in a way, mm-hmm. his idea was if I told you that there was a teapot orbiting the sun between Mars and Earth in space... You wouldn't have any evidence to find that. You wouldn't have no way of finding that unless I could point out the exact location. But you could look all over space and never find it. But it doesn't mean it's not out there. Mm-hmm. So that's the technical belief. That's how you got to think of religion. We, yeah, we, yeah. we don't have any proof that God exists. Even though we were coming from other people's accounts, but we don't have any proof of anything, of any religion that has certain... I, 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 
evidence in a way. Now, if they had a religion class that taught that theory 100% the entire time and then went over little bits of each religion, that would actually help a lot of kids out, I believe. Would it not? I mean, because when a kid understands that, they understand, okay, well, now I'm not going to be an atheist. So I'm going to believe there's something out there. Let me look at my options, you know? Well, after sending this letter into Kansas State Board of Education, um, he didn't get a reply in May 2005. Mm -hmm. Obviously, I don't think the state's going to try and uh, look at that one any deeper. Yeah. Um, shortly thereafter, he posted it on a website, and the Pastafarianism became an Internet phenomenon. Henderson published the responses he then received from board members. Three board members, all of whom opposed the curriculum amendments, responded positively a fourth board member responded with the comment, it is a serious offense to mock God. Henderson has also published a significant amount of hate mail, including death threats that he has received within one year of sending the open letter. What's really funny about that statement, like, oh, it's not funny to challenge God and all that. It's like, you know, if, if the Christian God was real, his teachings are so that way all of his people are free. Like, you understand that, and that means freedom comes, the ability to question your oppressor slash question your creator right I mean like that's that's the way it is a lot of these people don't understand that's like number one thing about Christian God is that he wants you to have the ability to say I don't I want to know if there is one well there's always gonna be haters out there but with the flying spaghetti monster I mean he eventually totaled over 60,000 things of mail and about 95% of them were supportive while the other 5% have said, I'm going to hell. During that time, his site reached tens of millions of hits. As public awareness grew, the mainstream media picked up on the phenomenon. The flying spaghetti monster became a symbol for the case against intelligent design and public education. The open letter was printed in several major, major newspapers, including the New York Times, the Washington Post, and Chicago Sun-Times, and received worldwide press attention. Now, was it a New York Times bestseller? Because it seems like there's 80 books a year that are the number one bestseller for New yeah, York Times. Yeah. So, take that word, it stands. Y you know, it's just, it, it's it's funny to see it in mainstream culture, though. Like, to begin with, it, most things that are made up in someone's, like, grade school class are not brought that far. That's why I think he's a genius. He publicized it very well. Well, I, my favorite thing is there's books written on Pastafarianism. Yeah, he he publicized he, it. Okay, his book was called The Gospel of the Flying Spaghetti Monster. <laughs> Obviously poking fun at the Christian Gospels mm. and all those... Com and there's also commandments, too. I didn't know if you knew that. Yeah, yeah, I don't remember anything about the commandments. But... Well, in December 2005, Bobby Henderson received a reported... U.S. $80,000 advance from Villard to write the Gospel of the Flying Spaghetti Monster. Henderson said he planned to use the proceeds from the book to build a pirate ship with which the religion would spread. The book was released on March 28, 2006 and elaborates on Pastafarian beliefs established in the open letter. Henderson employs satire to present perceived flaws with evolutionary biology and discusses history and lifestyle form from a Pastafarian perspective. See, he's a fucking genius. The gospel urges readers to try Pastafarianism for 30 days, saying, <laughs> if you don't like us, your old religion will most likely take you back. <laughs> Hender states on his website that more than 100,000 copies of his book have been sold. Mm. And their prayer is, our pasta who are 
in heaven swallowed by thy shame thy midget come thy sauce be yum on top some grated parmesan give us this day our garlic bread and give us our cutlasses as we swashbuckle splice the main brace and cuss and lead us into temptation but deliver us some pizza for thine are meatballs and the beer and the strippers forever and ever ramen so their twist on amen is ramen yeah dude also ramadan is ramen don mm. and passover is also known as passed over passed like over. passed over at the family dinner ah mm-hmm. ah uh, uh. And then that they only did that because it's supposed to reject dogma and formalism, and that's why it doesn't have a specific requirements for any of their holidays. It's it's all satire, but it's satire that you can you can say, okay, I believe in this man's satire. It's it's hard to explain what he's coming across, but if you he's get, coming off as a genius now that I've read into it. Yeah, you see what I'm saying? Like he, it, it's so hard to put a finger as to why. People follow it. This is the Elon Musk of religion. But it's it's the same. It's like people know the bullshit of the world. He knows the bullshit of the world. He's calling it out in a religion. So people are like, this religion is legitimately just calling out bullshit. Well, That's... for the creation of uh, the myth, is it's an invisible, undetectable flying spaghetti monster created the universe after drinking heavily. According to these <laughs> beliefs, the monster's intoxication was caused for a flawed earth. Furthermore, according to Pastafarianism, all evidence for evolution was planted by the flying spaghetti monster to test the faith of Pastafarianisms. Parody certain biblical literacists when scientific measurements such as radiocarbon dating are taken, the flying spaghetti monster is there changing the results with his noodly appendage. Now, I love the noodly appendage. The question, <laughs> the question, yeah, yeah, that's perfect, right? <laughs> Fucking the best word ever. Well, for anybody that can't picture this thing, it's a imagine a giant plate of spaghetti, without the plate, two meatballs in the middle, and uh, gi- like kind of like stalks, like an alien has, like giant kind of stalks. I guess it's it's like a jumbled spaghetti with a colander on his head. Yeah, and, and like, he's got two little. He's got two he, eyes. Look but like they're worms. meatballs. They're meatballs. They're meatball eyes. It, it's it's pretty good. It's, it's like, if you ever watch Futurama, it's on there. And if you, if you look at, like, the Jesus fish on the back of some people's cars, some people get the pasta flying spaghetti monster instead of Jesus yeah, fish no, on the it's, back. It's, 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 it's actually pretty popular. And they actually sell merch, most like uh, every other religion. Yeah, exactly. There. You can buy your Pastafarian shirts, watches, handbags, but, You know, and you, you don't have to just believe in Pastafarianism either. If you want to be Christian and Pastafarian, go for it. You can buy your cross and the flying spaghetti monster little stickers at the same time. Double whammy. You get them both. Well, now I ask you the question. If it's a religion, does it have a hell and a heaven? Um, I just know that they have the heaven, which is when you turn into a pirate. And you get to drink all the time, well, forever. Well, it's a little bit better than that. The Pastafarian conception of heaven includes a beer volcano and a stripper. Volcano, that's it. Or sometimes prostitute factory. Now, the Pastafarian hell is similar, except that the beer is stale and the strippers have sexually transmitted diseases. Damn. 
Now, much like the Christian religion where you have to celebrate Christmas or the Jewish religion where you celebrate Hanukkah, Pastafarian beliefs extend into light-hearted religious ceremonies. Pastafarians celebrate every Friday as the Holy Day. Prayers are concluded with a final declaration of affirmation, which is Ramen. The term is a periodic portmanteau of the terms Amen and Ramen, referring to the instant noodles and to the noodly appendages of their deity. <laughs> Now, around the time of Christmas, Hanukkah, and Kwanzaa, Pastafarians celebrate a vaguely defined holiday named Holiday. Holiday does not take place on a specific date so much as it is the holiday season itself. According to Henderson, as Pastafarians reject dogma and formalism, there are no specific requirements for holiday Pastafarianisms to celebrate in any manner. Yeah, you hear pa that, viewers? You want a day off? Tell your boss it's Pastafarian holiday. Pastafarian holiday. <laughs> Pastafarians also celebrate Passover as a parody of Passover and Ramadan as a parody of Ramadan. Now, what days are those on? I don't know, and I'm not going to look that up because we're talking about Pastafarianism. I know, but we got to know when we can celebrate those two. Now, I found a specific quotes from people that are... Like quotes of wisdom, and my favorite one was by Ishmali Kamuundra. Now, the reason why that name sounds so foreign, and I probably pronounced it wrong, was because where the major places where this religion actually is sparked an upcry of major like like influence, where you can get married legally, is New Zealand. No New fucking Zealand way. is one of the countries, and in 2018, the Isn't Netherlands actually like passed a law saying that they recognize this as a religion isn't new zealand like the prostitution capital of the world as well i gotta look that one up too. because i'm pretty sure it is and that makes a lot of sense because if their heaven has a prostitution we're not here for skeptics we're talking about the realness of pastafarianism listen i'm not skeptic there's no hey, in, this in this podcast there's no room for bullshit it's only true facts buddy man pastafarianism or nothing dude i'm just saying i'm all aboard man Correlation I'm is sign not... up online. Send that twenty dollars in, dude. Supposed to become ministers and wear colanders through OC. <laughs> okay, so that's an actual thing in their religion. They wear a colander. It's an upside down colander on your head. So in down here in Arizona, uh, a woman porn star who has a couple kids. Yes, that was mentioned in the article. Um, in her driver license photo, has a upside down colander on mm -hmm. her head, and. After a couple, you know, minutes of stigma behind everything, she had the proper paperwork and everything to prove that this is a recognized religion and that she's able to do it for her religious beliefs. Much like you can wear uh, one of those yarmulkes or something. You wear a hijab, if you yeah, know. If so. you're in your driver's license photo. So, I mean, it, is it too ridiculous to think that, you know, it's is it is it poking fun at religion? Or is it like... Maybe we just recognized a whole new religion, like the actual beautifulness in it all. Well, the beauty of it is that a bunch of people who are anti-establishment can come together under one roof and say, like, call out people's bullshit on things all the time because it's like, no, you can't wear a calendar. Well, it's part of my religion. This is a recognized religion now, you know? When you can poke fun at something and you're, you could do it as a group of people, it's much more powerful. So, much like um, pirates and global warming, I don't know how those two mix together, but Pastafarianism found the way. According to Pastafarian beliefs, pirates are absolute divine beings and the original Pastafarians. Furthermore, Pastafarians believe that the concept of pirates as thieves and outcasts is misinformation spread by Christian theologians. 
in the Middle Ages and by Herr Krishnash, which sounds Jewish to me. But instead, Pastafarians believe that they were peace-loving explorers and spreaders of goodwill who distributed candy to small children, adding that <laughs> modern pirates are in no way similar to the fun-loving buccaneers from history. In addition, Pastafarians believe that ghost pirates are responsible for all of the mysteriously lost ships and planes of the Bermuda Triangle. Pastafarians are among those who celebrate International Talk Like a Pirate Day on September 19th. So we got a couple more months until that mm -hmm. comes out. My Facebook's always on pirate mode. The inclusion of pirates in Pastafarianism was part of Henderson's original letter to Kansas State Board of Education. An effort to illustrate the correlation does not imply causation. See, it, everything has a deep meaning with this guy. Correlation, the cor But... <laughs> As I'm educating you, you're kind of like I, I I see that I see the beauty in this religion. Well, I, dude, like I said, I was looking all this stuff up in high school. I, as you're bringing stuff up, I'm remembering it because uh, when I saw the picture of the senator who had the fucking colander on, I was like, holy shit! Like this is becoming huge. One that's a little bit too far fetched for me is when Henderson presented the argument that global warming, earthquakes, hurricanes, and other natural disasters are a direct effect of the shrinking numbers of pirates since the 1800s. Well, now can we say for a fact that that is not the case? Well, apparently he had a misleading graph accompanying the letter with numbers humorously disordered on the x-axis shows that as the number of pirates decreased, global temperatures increased. This parodies the suggestion from some religious groups that the high numbers of disasters, famines, and wars in the world is due to the lack and respect and worship toward their deity. In 2008, <laughs> Henderson interpreted the growing pirate activities at the Gulf of Aden as additional support, pointing out that the Somalia has the highest number of pirates and the lowest carbon emissions of any country. He just turned a straight-up obvious bullshit thing into something that actually has evidence you can, and support behind cause he, it. Because he's pointing out the fact that you can manipulate statistics to look like whatever you want them to look like. Man's a damn genius. He is a damn genius. Scientific American article described the gospel as an elaborate spoof on intelligent design and very funny. In 2006, it was nominated for the Quill Award in humor, but was not selected as the winner. Wayne Allen Brenner of the Austin Chronicle characterized the book as a necessary bit of comic relief in an overly serious battle between science and superstition. The Daily Telegraph wrote that the gospel might be slightly repetitive, but overall it is a brilliant pro- Vocative, witty, and important gem of a book. The Discovery Institute, which advocates intelligent design, labeled the gospel a mockery of the Christian New yeah, Testament. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that's the thing. People take that shit too seriously. Like, I think what he's really pointing out is the fact that like, the morals of the Christian society are very good, but then people just take it to a whole new level with it. Like, you know, love thy neighbor and shit like that is awesome. You know, like, just spread love, guys, but don't put people down for not believing in the same shit that you believe in. Well, there was no, an, another book written in actual recent, probably, and I wouldn't say recent, about nine years ago, but that's the most recent one they have. It's um, The Loose Cannon. Um, after the 2005 Gospel of the Flying Spaghetti Monster, a Pastafarian member named Vengaza forms known as Solit. Sol I don't even know how to say that. It's obviously a New Zealand name. Mm -hmm. But um, he created a book called Loose Canon, and the Loose Canon actually makes fun of the Testaments. It mm. says, one of the quotes is, I am the flying spaghetti monster, thou shalt 
have no other monsters before me. Afterwards is okay, just use protection. The only monster who deserves capitalization is me. Other monsters are false monsters, undeserving of capitalization. So that's also like if you worship anybody else but God, you're, mm -hmm. you know, yeah, exactly. you're doing the wrong thing. There is no other thing. And then there's another quote saying, since you have done a half-assed job, you will receive a half an ass. The great pirate Solomon grabbed his ceremonial schmider and struck his remaining donkey, cleaving it in two. Slackers 151 to 52. God. It goes so I love it. far. I love it. Cleaved so the, his donkey in two. That's, that's a fucking sentence. The churches of the... The Church of the Flying Spaghetti Monster now consists of thousands of followers, primarily concentrated on college campuses in North America and Europe. According to the Associated Press, Henderson's website has become a kind of cyber water cooler for opponents of intelligent design on it. Visitors track meetings of pirate-clad Pastafarians, sell trinkets and bumper stickers, and sample photographs that show visions of the Flying Spaghetti Monster. In August 2005, the Swedish concept designer Nicholas Janison created an adaption of Michelangelo's The Creation of Adam, superimposing the flying spaghetti monster over God. This became and remained the flying spaghetti monster's de facto brand image. The Hunger Artist Theater Company produced a comedy called The Flying Spaghetti Monster Holiday Pageant in December 2006, detailing the history of Pastafarianism. The production has spawned a sequel called Flying Spaghetti Monster Holy Mug of Grog, performed in December 2008. The commercial activity attracted the attention of three University of Florida religious scholars who assembled at a panel in 2007 American Academy of Religion meeting to discuss the Flying Spaghetti Monster. So this joke has gotten all this criticism and all this publicism and it's, it's like everyone's taking it and just running with it. Mm -hmm. I mean like you see and bolt it. It's it's beautiful, honestly, because it's giving people a voice all of a sudden. You know, I mean, um, is there anything of more recent times on it that you've seen? A lot. I, like I said, last thing I looked into was probably like 2012, 2013-ish. In Moldovian-born poet, fiction writer, and culturologist Igor, I don't even know how to say that, entitled his 2012 poetry book, The Flying Spaghetti Monster. <laughs> The non on the non-profit microfinancing site Kiva, the Flying Spaghetti Monster Group is an ongoing competition to top all other religious congregations and the number of loans issued via their team. The group's motto is "Thou shalt share that none may seek without funding." An allusion to the loose canon which states, "Thou shalt share that none may seek without finding." As of October 2018, it reported to have funded. Four million dollars in loans. Oh my god! Hell yeah, dude. That's fucking sweet. Is there like a list of the commandments? Hold on, I'm gonna, I'm gonna search this real quick. Well, it, it the whole point of this is just it it demonstrates the, the basically the burden of proof rests on who affirm the existence of such beings, which is Russell's teapot. Mm-hmm. 
The eight? <laughs> Here's Richard, what he calls hold on. Richard Dawkins explains the honest is on somebody who says, I want to believe in God, flying spaghetti monster, fairies, or whatever it is. It is not up to us to disprove it. Furthermore, according to Lance Garvey, an editor of the Journal of Religion and Theater, the flying spaghetti monster is ultimately an argument about the arbitrariness of holding any one view of creation, since any one view is equally as plausible as the flying spaghetti monster. A similar argument was discussed in the book The God's Delusion and the Atheist Delusion. So now he calls his commandments here. The eight I'd rather you didn't. Yes, that's what I was trying to find. <laughs> the eight I rather you didn't. Obviously, and they all start out fun at biblical. They they all start out saying, I'd rather you didn't and then it goes on like rather you didn't use my existence as a means to oppress, subjugate, punish um, eviscerate and or you know be mean to others <laughs> that's fucking great dude in November 2014 the church of the FSM obtained city signage in Templin Germany announcing the time of Friday's weekly noodle messy which is pasta mass mm. alongside signage for various Catholic and Protestant Sunday services in February 2014, union officials at London South Bank University forbade an atheist group to display posters of the Flying Spaghetti Monster at a student orientation conference and later banned the group from the conference. Leading the, to the complaints about interference with free speech, the students' union subsequently apologized. A lot of people it's basically are complaining about how it's... Uh, it's God's will attack the peaceful rally that Russian Pastafarians had organized. Uh, saying that the breakup of these protests and everything like that mm -hmm. are part of God's will, thinking that this is a ridiculous notion. Yeah, well... I see the I beauty in it. I don't know if God's will is to attack another, especially because in the commandments, I'm pretty sure it says that, uh, you know, violence and shit is wrong, but, uh, you know, well, whatever they want. This is what I was talking about with the license photo. In July 2011, Austrian Pastafarian Nico Alm won the legal right to be shown in his driver's driving license photo wearing a pasta strainer on his head. After three years spent pursuing permission and obtaining an examination cert certifying that he was psychologically fit to drive, he got the idea after reading that Austrian regulations allow headgear and official photos when it is worn for religious reasons. Some sources report that the colander in the form of a pasta strainer was recognized by Austrian authorities as a religious headgear of the parody religion Pastafarianism in 2011. This was denied by Austrian authorities saying that religious motives were not the reason to grant the permission of wearing the headgear in a passport. God, dude, it's just... <laughs> And there's so many cases of these people from, like, 2013 that were just seen with these photos of upside-down pasta strainers on your head. And, like, but what's the ridiculous notion in that when we think that wearing tinfoil on our head will protect us from aliens from reading our minds? Um, yeah, I mean, like, there's not really... I, if, if someone wants to make a religion... That's the thing that about religion. Religion is a belief, right? So... If you believe that aliens can read your minds and you want to wear a tinfoil hat in your photo, I think that you should be able to. Because I, that's your personal belief, man. Now you know? I'm sitting here saying all this stuff and we're like, oh, well, these are all in different countries, not in America. Well, in August 2013, Eddie Costello, a student at Texas Tech University, got approval to wear a pasta strainer on his head in his driver's license photo. He said, you might think this is some sort of gag or prank by a college student, but thousands, including myself, 
see it as a political and religious milestone for all atheists everywhere. Yeah, uh, see, that's the thing. He, he's using the atheist flag. That's not a they very good. That. That's not a very good way of putting it because you do. You should have a belief, and like foundation on something. This belief for the religion is the foundation of we shouldn't let religions oppress people. I mean, there's yeah. art. I mean, from 2013, 2012, 2011, 2014, 2015, 2016, 2017, 2018. There's still accounts of people today that are putting pasta strainers on their head and taking their driver's mm -hmm. license photo. Now, is that a, just an act against uh, law in general? That, or that is a anti-political, because they say separation of church and state, right? Which means, okay, little things that won't affect anything. Or, because you can't exclude any religion then. You can't say, okay, she can wear a hijab because it's in her religion, but he can't wear a pasta strainer because his religion is false. Like the, no, that's not the way it should go. It should be no one can wear anything or everyone can wear everything. That's what separation of church and state means. It's, it's not. It, it's not a. It, it's not hard. You know, if you think about it for five seconds, it's not hard to realize that that is the case. I Shouldn't, can't find the exact person that did this, but um, it actually a U.S. Army ID tag allows you to ID yourself, your religion under your name. Mm -hmm. And this dude listed atheist slash FSM for flying spaghetti monster mm -hmm. on his dog tags. Yeah, I feel like so a lot of he gets people... shot. Someone finds his dog tags. What is FSM? And then they go into this and they jump down the rabbit hole. And next, thing you know, they're sucked in. Yeah, but at the same time, though, um, I really don't know what it is about people correlating atheists with this religion. I think creativity is a beautiful thing, and if someone's finding beautiful stuff in this, then God. Go take that rope and run with it. I'm saying. I don't have a problem with that. I'm just saying, Is you it know. bothering you that much that some dude's wearing a colander on his head? Oh, it doesn't bother me whatsoever. I'm saying what's bothering me is the fact that so many people proclaim atheist and FSM. Just say FSM, dude. Like, it, it, you're giving the religion a bad name when you're putting atheists in there, too. That there's a lot of people on the internet that are atheists, and they make asses of themselves daily, and you don't want to be... I don't want this involved with that because this is actually a really good message. You well, know? in the Harvard Civil Rights uh, Civil Liberties Law Review, an example of evolution entering the fray in popular culture is what they were quoted saying. They said the abstract of paper, evolutionary controversy, and the side of pasta, the flying spaghetti monster, and the subverse function of religious parody describes the flying spaghetti monster as a potent example of how monstrous humor can be used as a popular tool of carnivalesque subversion, which I don't know what that means, but I'm guessing that means it's beautiful. Its author praised Pastafarianism for its, I can't even say that, epistemological humility. Moreover, Henderson's website contains numerous endorsements for the scientific community, as Jack Schofield of The Guardian noted. The joke, of course, is that it's arguably more rational than intelligent design. Now, I'm reading this article, and I'm like, they use a lot of large words in here, and I think that's to confuse someone like me who's not very good at pronouncing them to be able to be like, this article is smart. Okay, so subversion is the undermining of power and authority of an established system or institution, yes. And carnivalist, you said, was the first word on that? Yep. Carnality, I guess we can use that. Um... Partaking, partaking to the characterized, or, or care, t partaking 
to or characterized by the flesh or the blood, its passions and appetites, sensual, carnal pleasures. So, it's like just base pleasures, I guess. That's what I'm getting it's, from that it, word. It, it blows my freaking mind that something as stupid as a flying spaghetti monster can be so beautiful. And just Because it's all because a smart guy made it. You know, and the it's fact like that so many countries are so open to and it. And you too. see, now here's here's my thing with that is if flying spaghetti monster is a religion, and um, let's say one of these other religions, right? If they have a like um, Muslim has no go zones, right? You're not allowed to go there if you're not Muslim in a city in like America, right? Because it could cause a disturbance. So if we created a Pastafarian no go zone. Could we have the same rights? I mean, that's just theoretical. That's theoretical, but it follows it the same like path this of this. Religion is. I think the idea of religion is theoretical. We all want a bigger belief or something out there. We don't want to just think that it's over when it's over. It is theoretical, but I'm saying, could we make a place where someone comes in who's not pastafarian and do violent acts and get away with it? It's a good question. Because I, I, or like violate speed limits because it's a part of my religion. If other people can get away with law breaking because of their religion, it, I mean, maybe there's not an example yet, but there might be. Well, if you're thinking about joining Pastafarianism, it's $20 online, you just send your money in, send Well, it in that's ID. to become a minister. What? The, the Pastafarian money, yeah, that's to become a minister oh, of Pastafarian. Oh, so it's free to join. You could just, oh, yeah, shit. you could say, I'm Pastafarian, and you're in. Well, let's talk about the I'd rather you didn't. Okay. The eight, I'd really rather you didn't. Number one, I'd really rather you didn't act like a scantim... I don't even know how to say I, that. I don't know how to Scantimious, holier-than-thou ass when describing my noodly goodness. If some people don't believe in me, that's okay. Really, I'm not that vain. Besides, this isn't about them, so don't change the subject. <laughs> Number two, I'd really rather you didn't use my existence as a means to oppress, subjugate punish, eviscerate, and or, you know, be mean to others. I don't require sacrifices and purity is for drinking water, not people. <laughs> that is a beautiful message. Yeah, it does. I know, I know. It's fucking great. It's the meaning behind it. Like, don't oppress others. Like, it's basically saying love, and, love all, love and, all. And praise with the, it, with basically it, praise he's, he's, it's, I'd rather you didn't rather than the... Um, commandments like you have to do this or else you're not thou a good Christian. Not. Yeah. yeah, thou shall like, not. This I'd is like, you didn't. It's like suggesting. It's doing you, it in a positive way. It's like it's like uh, someone someone pushes you right, and it's like, dude, could you not? Instead of being like, I'm gonna fucking kill you because you did this. <laughs> it's like a more See, easy way of going. I took the example of someone telling you to do something and then someone asking you to do something. I'd rather do what someone asks rather than what I'm told. I don't think you need to. Cooperate or uh, incorporate pushing and killing. I don't think those, those no, are two no, no. giant leaps in society. No, but but at the same time, is it much different when you look at "I'd rather you didn't" or "You cannot do this or else"? You know, you tell someone, "If you push me, I will I will push you back down a flight of stairs," or like, "Dude, just don't push me, please." It's the same concept. I, I'm just. I'm fascinated that it goes deep this far. 
Number three, I'd really rather you didn't judge people for the way they look or how they dress or the way they talk or, well, just play nice, okay? Oh, and get this in your thick heads. Women equals person, man equals person, samey <laughs> equals samey. One is not better than the other unless we're talking about fashion, and I'm sorry, but I gave that to women and some guys who know the difference between teal and fuchsia. <laughs> okay, where he throws a joke in there, that's saying the beautiful part was in the beginning. That's where equality. Men are men, or men are people, women are people, samey same. Mm -hmm. It's highlighting what we've been taught in schools in, and in job the picture, books. In the picture of um, Pastafarianism, I don't know if I can find it right now for you to see, but it's pretty much like with all the beer volcanoes and the flying spaghetti monster and everything, there's women pirates and there's men pirates. Both the same on the same ship. And, and a, you know? what, in a lot of movie, women's aren't pirates. Well, They're seen in this beautiful image. So... Even where society isn't open, Pastafarianism is exactly. open. Much like when you open your microwave to reheat your pasta, mm -hmm. you are opening up your mouth to new flavors See, and, and you're opening up your brain to new ideologies. Well, and that's it. And I'm not saying that atheists shouldn't be in Pastafarianism, but the whole atheism thing says, I don't believe in anything. Nothing is here. But this is a belief system. This is a belief system saying that these commandments, I think it's great that they have these. You know? I'm sorry, i got to get to number four. Go and for it, man. Number five is the best one. I'd really rather you didn't indulge in conduct that offends yourself or your willing, consenting partner of legal age and mental maturity. As for anyone who might object, I think the expression is go fuck yourself unless they find that offensive, in which case they can turn off the TV for once and go for a walk for a change. <laughs> That's number four. Number mm -hmm. five is the best. I'd really rather you didn't challenge the big-oated miso misguinous hateful ideas of others on an empty stomach eat then go after that bitch <laughs> i love that shit that is pretty fucking good <laughs> number six i'd really rather you didn't build multi-million dollar churches temples mosques shrines to my noodly goodness where the money could be better spent take your pick a ending poverty b curing diseases c living in peace loving with passion and lowering the cost of cable I might be a complex carbohydrate omniscient being, but I enjoy the simple things in life. I ought to know I am the creator. <laughs> the fact that we build churches and temples for a certain God, powerful being, mm -hmm. supposed to be the all-giving, almighty, and all this stuff, and this spaghetti monster's like, don't do that. Put it towards ending poverty, ending diseases, and you know, helping yeah. yourself out, and then treating yourself to a nice pasta dinner. Well, have you heard where people um, normally do worship Pastafarianism? Italy? N no, I'm saying... Where they eat nothing but pasta? No, yes, yes. But I'm saying like like the um, establishment that they normally do it in. Hmm. They normally rotate houses. Like a community of people who believe in Pastafarianism every Friday, they get together at each other's houses. Pastover. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, that's that's how it goes. Raw men. Raw men. I, number seven, I'd really rather you didn't go around telling people I talked to you. You're not that interesting. Get over yourself. And I told you to love your fellow man. Can't you take a hint? <laughs> That's funny because in Christian religion, everyone's like, God speaks to me. God speaks yeah, to exactly. me. Jesus speaks to me. Jesus speaks to me. It's like, this spaghetti monster doesn't want you going around saying he's talking to you. He doesn't want everyone knowing you're sharing out his secrets and shit. Dude. 
You're not interesting enough, man. <laughs> Number eight. The last I rather you didn't do unto others as you would have them do unto you. If you are into um stuff that goes uh, that uses a lot of leather, lubricant, lass, Las Vegas, if the other person is into it, however, then have at it. Take pictures and for the love of Mike, wear a condom. Honestly, it's a piece of rubber. If I didn't want it to feel good when you did it, I would have added spikes or something. <laughs> He got bored on that last <laughs> yeah, piece. Yeah, like, dude. Fuck, he's like, screw it. Well, and there were two others. It says here, lost now. So, maybe it's just like, ooh, man. They were lost in translation. Yeah, they were lost in translation. We're never going to find them out, but... I think... They were just there, and he was like, yeah, fuck it. I don't... We don't believe in this anymore. I'm sorry. This is just like... So many people <laughs> came out saying, ooh, bless you. Thank you. Pastafari. <laughs> it's not a joke. Elements of our religion are sometimes described as satire, and there are many members who did not literally believe our scripture. But this isn't unusual in religion. A lot of Christians don't believe the Bible is literally true, but that doesn't mean they aren't true Christians. See, and that's that's what I was saying with like the moral beliefs. The Bible has some pretty good morals in it, but should you think that there's a flying man jumping on the clouds, you know, like that's that's a different story, you know? And uh, I feel like that's how a lot of people are brought up nowadays if they don't go to church every Sunday. is like, you know, Christian morals, but you don't have to go to church and you don't have to believe that a man resurrected from his tomb and got hung on a cross. You can if you want to, but it's there. I, so, so what's your overall look at Pastafarianism? I mean, have, have, have I swayed you? Um, dude, I was swayed back in the day. You've reminded me. And I'm so glad that you did. About we brought that. up Pastafarianism because in the car, you, you were talking about dudism. I was like, yeah, no, because dudism, you were talking yeah. about dudism. So, like, thank you for re-sparking um, my knowledge in this. College really made me stop looking at the important things because I had to focus so much on goddamn bullshit. Sometimes, yeah, but this is a good type of bullshit, too. Dude, but this, no, what, I, what I'm saying is bullshit makes you happy in life, right? Am I wrong? If you, if you sit there and bullshit around with your friends, did you just waste that Sometimes time or did you have fun? Sometimes you gotta throw out what we call a, a, a pasta nuisance in a way and come to a, a pasta procession. A, a way of hundreds of colanders to align together on people's heads and people can join hands and sing in the great songs of the pasta far eye. And just have fun and be able to eat as much pasta and garlic bread as their hearts desire. We should no joke organize one of these. A pasta meeting? Yeah, dude. I'm not, I don't like pasta. But you don't have to like pasta to share pasta. I like the being, but I don't like the pasta. I'll eat some of the meatballs, I guess. Meatballs are accepted. Too many carbohydrates. Yeah, complex carbohydrates. I feel like taking a nap afterwards. <laughs> That's actually one of the down parts about this religion. You may need a nap afterwards. Mm -hmm. Have a big pasta dinner. Well, you know what? And I'm sure it doesn't stretch too far out of the boundaries, but normally when you have pizza or pasta, you have a salad beforehand, right? Their whole point is don't spend any amount of money on building churches when you can afford pirate costumes and beer. Mm -hmm. And pasta. Well, I can't believe we just made a giant factual podcast about because there's a lot of facts about it. That's It's easy to make... If we did this like 10 years ago when the thing just started, 
No way. Apparently, to him, it was created back in the day of pirates, so we might have had more information than we know about. Maybe those got lost in the ether somewhere in the Church of Alexander of Burmese. Every single time that they sunk a pirate ship, the British sunk a pirate ship, Pastafarian records went down, down the tubes, man. Well, thank you, everybody, for wasting almost an hour of your life listening to Pastafarianism. It's not a waste if it changed your outlook. That's true. But in a way... Is religion a waste? Or is it something for everyone? It's up for the viewer to decide. Thanks for listening to this episode of Fill in the Blank. Hopefully we enlightened you on a a religion, in a way. A beautiful that one. That I'm that. joining, actually. Apparently it's free. So mm-hmm. let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it.